I love the message in that song. Amen. 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 Job is the worst day of his life, the worst hour of his life. Still yet, he's able to say, blessed be the name of the Lord. Many times we find that we are, when in the worst day of our life, we're mumbling and grumbling like the children of Israel in the, in the, in the wilderness. But Job said, blessed be the name of the Lord. What a wonderful song. We appreciate that, Miss Martha. Thank you for being instant out of season. Amen. Appreciate you. Amen. With no warning. Amen. Turn with me tonight, the book of the Epistle of John, chapter number, chapter number 3. The Epistle of John, chapter number 3. Read to you one verse of scripture tonight. I'm going to preach to you just a very simple thought. If the Lord will help us, amen. If he don't help us, amen, we'll sit down very quickly. The epistle of John, chapter number 3, the Bible says in verse number 2, the Bible says, Beloved, now are we the sons of God, and it doth not yet appear what we shall be, but we know that when he shall appear, we shall be like him, for we shall see him as he is. Let's go to the Lord in prayer tonight. Our Father, we thank you for this privilege, God, that you've given us. God, to be in your house tonight. God, I thank you for the help, Lord, that we've already received. God, tonight, I thank you, Lord, for the good help. God, during the choir singing. God, during the special singing. I thank you tonight, God, for how you move. God, I pray, God, Lord, right now, Father, that you'd, God, move, Father, Lord, for a few more minutes. God, I pray, God, that your spirit, God, rain down. God, in this place, God, I realize tonight, God, that without you, God, without your touch, God, without your anointing, God, without your hand, God, I realize, God, that all will be vain. God, to be as a sound and brass and tingling symbol. Lord, I pray tonight. God, that you get glory and honor and praise, Father, out of all that's done here tonight. God, I pray you'd speak, God, through these lips of clay. God, I pray, God, you'd give a message, God, unto your people. God, exhort them, Father, Lord, something, God, tonight, God, that will be a help. Father, an encouragement, God, along the way. I pray tonight, God, you'd help us, God, ever do. God, according, God, to thy precious will. God, I pray tonight, God, you'd meet every need, God, in this building tonight. Father, I pray, God, you'd strengthen, God, I pray, God, you'd give us, God, the boldness, the courage, God, that we so desperately need, God, in this day, in this hour. I pray, Father, Lord, you'd help every struggling heart. God, I pray you'd help each one, God, struggling with sin. God, I pray you'd help each one struggling, God, with a family member, God, struggling, God, with a workplace. God, I pray, God, you'd help each heart here tonight. And God, if they be one that's lost, God, Lord, you know my heart tonight. God, it's our desire, God, to see them saved. Lord, I pray that, God, you touch, God, that heart, God, in that need. God, I pray, Father, they'd be one, God, that's not as on fire for you as they used to be. God, they've cooled off. God, they've become cold. God, Lord, they're not as active, God, as they used to be. God, not as spiritual as they used to be. I pray tonight, God, that you'd restore that heart. God, restore that soul, I do pray. God, I ask you tonight, God, take, God, the simple thought, God, that you put upon our heart, and God, help us, Father, Lord, to be able to convey it, God, in a way, Lord, that would uh, help somebody here tonight, God, we pray. Take, God, the Word of God, I pray, Lord, and use it for your great glory tonight, and we'll give you the honor and the praise and the glory for all that's done, all that's said in Jesus' precious name. Amen, amen. We find here in the, in the book of John, the epistle of John, chapter number 3, this very familiar verse of Scripture tonight as we use this verse of Scripture many times. I love this verse of Scripture. Uh, we think about it many times, and I want to just preach a very simple thought uh, to you tonight. If, amen. If the Lord will help us for just a minute. The Bible says, Beloved, now are we the sons of God, and it doeth not yet appear what we shall be. And as I begin to think about that verse of Scripture right there and that part of the, the verse where it says, It doeth not yet appear what we shall be. And then the Bible goes on to say, But we know that when he shall appear, we shall be like him, for we shall see him as he is. I want to preach to you tonight on the finished product. 
I want to preach to you on that subject tonight, if the Lord help us for just a minute. As we look here at the Word of God, the Bible says that it doth not yet appear what we shall be. So we understand through the Word of God tonight and through that verse of Scripture and through the wording, uh, my friend of your King James Bible, we understand tonight that we tonight are saved by grace. The heart is saved. He's speaking in this verse of Scripture tonight to those that are saved. He starts out in verse number 1, uh, speaking, Behold, what manner of love the Father has bestowed upon us, that we should be called the sons of God. And he goes on to say, The world knoweth us not, knoweth us not, because it knew him not. And then he says, Beloved, speaking unto those that are saved, unto those that the Father's love has been bestowed on, and they have accepted the Father's love. And he says, Now are we the sons of God. I'm glad tonight that we can claim that we are been, been adopted into the family of an almighty God tonight. I'm glad as we come to church on a Wednesday night, as we come last night on Tuesday night, it seems as though the theme and what's been upon people's heart uh, for the last two nights is very, very similar as Brother Ira testified to tonight. Uh, it seems as though we have times in our life as we look at the news channel and we see all that's going on in Texas. We see, uh, my friend, the, 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 the threat of even civil war right here in our own country. We see the threat of war, uh, my friend, abroad. And we understand that uh, that means our soldiers will be loading up and moving out. We understand tonight and we see all those things and it gives us a heavy heart. Amen. And it, we see the, the sin that's racking our communities and our counties. Uh, we deal with it not just on the scale of seeing it out in front of us, but I venture to say that most families in this building tonight, you are dealing with it in your family, you're dealing with it in a close loved one, you're dealing with it in a relative, you're dealing with that in, on your workplace, you're dealing with sin that is right in front of you, amen, and we see those things, but I'm glad tonight that we can come to the house of God, and even though we see all these things out in front of us that, uh, my friend, we can do very little about in the big scheme of things, I'm glad that we can come tonight and we can know that now, in the midst of all these things that are going on, that we are the sons of God. I'm glad that that one Sunday morning an old-fashioned altar got saved by grace. Amen. The Holy Spirit of God came to where I was. Amen. In the time, Brother Matt, in my life that I could not get to Him. Amen. Tonight we can come and get an altar and it's a privilege to be able to pray. Amen. We can enter in the throne room of the Lord. Amen. We can enter in the throne room of God Almighty. Amen. Through and by the blood of Jesus Christ. Access has been made through the blood of Calvary because we've been saved. Our hearts been sealed. Our sins been forgiven. We have access under the throne room of God. But at a time in my life, right now tonight, amen, I can reach the throne room of God through prayer, through humbleness and meekness of spirit and through prayer, I can reach the throne room of God. But there was a time in my life when I was lost and undone and could not reach the throne room of God, could not get to God. I'm glad that at that time in my life that he came to where I was, sought me out and, and wooed my spirit, showed me I was lost and undone without him. And I'm glad that he pointed me at the very same moment on the Calvary, pointed me to the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. I'm glad that God put in me a heart, amen, willing to receive that. And I'm glad, amen, an old-fashioned altar. I said yes, amen. I'm glad, amen, that Jesus washed my sins away, applied the blood unto my life. And I'm glad that we can claim the promise no matter how doom and gloom this thing gets, no matter how bad it gets on the outside, uh, no matter how wicked this world gets. The Bible teaches us that evil men and seducers shall wax worse and worse, amen. But I'm glad this verse of Scripture stands true uh, that now we are the sons of God. We've got something to rejoice about tonight. I don't know about you, but there are times that I come to the house of God and the best that I can do, the best that I want to do, my friend, I have a hard time rejoicing. Amen. I'll just be honest with you tonight. There's times that I come to the house of God and I've got every reason tonight to rejoice. I've got every reason tonight to praise the Lord. As I look back over my family, I look think, think back over my passion, where God's brought us from. I look at all the blessings that God's given me. My family's never wanted for anything. 
God's always provided our every need. God's always put food on our table, clothes on our back. He's given us a vehicle to drive. He's given us a fine place to live. God's blessed us tremendously. Amen. My friend and I look back at all the things that God's done and still yet there's something about my flesh that even though I come to the house of God and I've got every reason to jump up and down and praise the Lord. My friend, they just sometimes say sometimes I just can't. Amen. But I'm glad tonight that still yet now we are the sons of God. We've got something to rejoice about if God took away all those material blessings I was talking about. If I didn't have shoes on my feet, if I didn't have clothes on my back, if I didn't have a fine meal to eat this evening, if I didn't have a home to go back to, I'm glad that what happened seven years ago in an old-fashioned altar when I met the Lord Jesus Christ, I'm glad that that is eternally settled and secured in the hands of an almighty God. I'm glad that's not determined by my circumstance. It's not determined by my struggle, my troubles, my trials, or my tribulations that I may go through. I'm glad that now we are the sons of God. Tonight, if you've ever been saved by the grace of God, you've got every reason, no, amen, no matter what may be going on in your life, you've got every reason to rejoice in the fact that you are a son of God. And I'm glad tonight that we are right now. We don't have to wait till we get there, amen, to be able to claim that we're a son of God. I'm glad tonight that we are a son of God. And I'm glad that when you got saved by the grace of God, God give you, my friend, access. He give you benefits of the family, amen. He entitled you and gave you the inheritance of the family, amen. The Bible says that we are joint heirs with Christ, amen. I'm glad that when we get to heaven, my friend, I'm glad that we're going to be one the Lord Jesus Christ, amen. Where he goes, we'll go, amen. What he has, we'll have, amen. We don't deserve that tonight. Had all the bubble something up in your soul tonight because you know who you are, where you've been, what you've done. And when we look at Lord Jesus Christ and we look at ourselves, my friend, we'll never measure up. There's absolutely no way. But the good God of glory, he sent Jesus to die for our sins and Jesus willingly went to an old rugged cross that his righteousness might be imputed to our account that we might have what he's got. Amen. That's something that ought to bubble a Baptist up. Amen. Ought to make us rejoice in our soul that we are accounted. There's something in our spirit tonight. The Holy Ghost of God lets us cry, I have a Father, that we might cry unto him that has saved us by grace and that we know that now we are the sons of God. And can I go ahead and say tonight, while we're preaching on that thought right there, that you can know now that you're a son of God. You don't have to wait till you get there. You don't have to hope so or maybe so. Slide in by the seat of your pants, by the skin of your teeth, by the hair on your tongue. I'm glad tonight you can know right now beyond a shadow of a doubt. You can stand and look the devil in the eye, point your finger in his old nasty nose and say, I know that I know that I know that I'm saved by the amazing, marvelous grace of God. I'm glad tonight that you can know beyond a shadow of a doubt. You don't have to wonder about it. You don't have to think so. The devil wants you to stay in that state. He wants you to stay in a state of confusion. But the Bible plainly teaches us that those that are the Lord, that they know, amen, that now we are the sons of God. It's amazing as you read through your New Testament, you read through the epistles, the writings of Paul, you read the writings of Peter, you read the writings of John, you read the writings of James, you read the writings. My friend, in the in the New Testament here, you'll find that those men, as they pin those down, the words that they wrote were words of assurance. They were words of confidence. They never wrote words of doubt in your Bible. I'm glad that those men, they had, my friend, the assurance in the depths of their soul. And when the Holy Ghost inspired them to write down these words, I'm glad that they were able to write them in confidence and in assurance. Can I say tonight, the same God, the same Spirit that inspired them to write down on the pages of your New Testament, I'm glad that 
that's the same spirit tonight, my friend, that's dwelling inside the heart of every believer. It's the same spirit that's knocking on your heart's door if you're not saved. Can I say that the same spirit that gave Paul assurance of his salvation, the same spirit that gave Peter, James, and John assurance of their salvation and assurance to be able to claim these great truths of the Word of God is the same spirit tonight that can give you full assurance of your salvation that you can be able to look the devil in the eye and say, but now I'm a son of God. That we're not, not thinking so, maybe so, but now we are the son of God. And the Bible tells us there, and it doeth not yet appear what we shall be. So we find through that verse of scripture, how the Bible says that it doeth not yet appear. We understand tonight that we are not all that we're going to be. Amen. All that God has done for us right now. Amen. Tonight God's done so many things for each one of us in this building. If the spirit of God were to lead and we were to have a testimony service, my friend and God were to go start on one front pew and we would begin to go to the back and the Lord would be able to begin to swell up in you to tell all that he's done for you. It would take us to weigh in the morning, maybe even tomorrow afternoon for each one of us to tell all that God has done in our lives. And I just go ahead and say tonight, the Lord's done so much for me in my life. There's no way I could even put all that he's done into words and begin to be able to convey in the feebleness of my language, in the feebleness of my speech. There's no way that I could begin to convey to you all that God has done in my life. He's done some mighty big things. But he'd put a lot of little pieces together in doing some big things. My friend and God, every day that I live is doing things in my life. He's helping me along the way. He's encouraging me. He's teaching me. He's molding me. He's making me. He's building me. Amen. And all those things that God's doing and all that he has done, we're still not yet what we will be. I was thinking on this subject of a finished product and I was thinking how according to the word of God that we are not finished yet. That the Lord is working on us. As we look over there in the book of Jeremiah about that passage of scripture speaking about the potter and his clay. How we understand, amen, that the potter works that clay. My friend, my friend, he works on it for some period of time. And while he's still working on it, it's not a finished product. My friend, it's not where he would have it to be. And the Bible teaches us tonight that we are that same way. That the Lord is still working on us. The soul is saved. But the Lord is teaching us, molding us, and making us. That we might be a vessel usable for him. That we might be somebody that's able to point somebody else to the cross of Calvary. That we might be molded in his image. That we might show forth his love. That we might think with his mind. That we might be able to reflect his light. And point somebody in the right direction. That somebody might be able to read a Bible through our life. My friend tonight, we're not yet a finished product. I was thinking about my wife. I'm going to get on my wife again tonight. That'd be all right. Think about my wife, amen. And ladies in general, and I'm, I'm going to try to be nice, amen. But I was thinking about ladies in general. They have a hard time seeing the finished product. Somebody say amen. Amen. Most ladies, some of you may be able to, but most ladies have a hard time seeing the finished product. We've been doing just a little bit of work on our house and I sat in the other day. I had a little bit of free time and I sat in and I sat in with a crowbar and a hammer, Brother Randy. And I started tearing out sheetrock and molding and walls and I made a mess, Brother Randy. Amen. But in my mind, I can see the finished product. My wife, she's looking with big eyes. Amen. Man. My kids, they're standing there looking with big eyes. You just tore that out, Daddy? But they couldn't see the finished product. Amen. 
Can I say tonight that sometimes we as Christians, even in our own lives, when we look at what God is doing through us and by us and to, to us, we cannot see the finished product. We don't understand a lot of times what God is doing in our lives. Amen. If you were to begin to build a new house tonight, amen, your young married couples in this room tonight, in this auditorium, you were to begin to build a new house tonight, amen, amen, praise the Lord, Jesse, praise the Lord, if you were to begin to build a new house tonight, amen, it'd be tough, amen, I'll just be honest with you, amen, it's, it's tough, because sometimes it's hard to see the finished product. I was thinking about an old car. You take an old car. Hey, man, these folks will drag this thing out of the weeds. Brother Doyle's got a, a fine automobile. Hey, man, he showed me the pictures of it. He drug that thing out of the weeds. Hey, man, it was, hey, man, rusty and nasty looking. Hey, man, didn't look like nothing that would ever be roadworthy again. Hey, man, if you were to see that car tonight and see the finished product, hey, man, and see the pictures of where it come from, you would have never believed. I cannot help but wonder, Brother Doyle, when you drug that car out of the weeds, what Miss Bessie was thinking Amen. I wonder if when you drug that car out of the weeds, if she could see the finished product in her mind. There's no doubt to me tonight that Brother Doyle seen the finished product in his mind. Amen. But I cannot help but wonder, Miss Bessie, if you seen the finished product. Amen. Uh, many times that's the way that we are. We drag, God drags something out of the weeds. Amen. He drags us out of the weeds and the muck and the mire of this world. He saves us by grace. And we're just an old rust bucket, not fit for nothing. We're just a few two befores on the wall. Amen. We're all tore up and messed up and mangled up and twisted up. Amen. But then God begins to set in in all our life and He begins to fix it. Amen. It takes Him a while sometimes. How you take a master carpenter. Amen. They don't get no hurry. Amen. They take their time and they do things. Amen. Exactly, amen, the way that they need to be done. Uh, they'll make sure that every board is straight. Uh, amen. They'll go through. Amen. And if, if there's a two before that's just a little bit crowned or a little bit crooked, uh, amen. If they, they won't throw it out, amen, but they'll work on that thing. Amen. They'll take a planer and plane that thing down to get the crown out of it. Amen. If it's bowed, uh, amen, they'll straighten that thing out. Uh, on an old car, amen, it's all rusty and nasty. Amen. Hey, that thing is worth something. Amen. It may not look like it, uh, but it's worth something. Uh, my friend, and that old body shop man, he'll begin to sit in on that old rust bucket uh, uh, with a sanding tool, amen. He'll begin to sit in with a grinder. Uh, there may be some parts he has to cut out and weld new in. Uh, there may be places he has to totally redo, uh, amen. But he'll take his time and he'll mold that thing and make it. Uh, uh, my friend, and it looks like nothing. Uh, you were to go into his body shop while he's in the middle of working on it. Uh, you go into a house in the middle of its construction uh, and there's stuff all over the floor. There's dust everywhere. It's nasty and grimy, amen. And and it's hard sometimes to envision in your mind the finished product. It's hard for us sometimes to even look at somebody else that God is saved by grace, that He's redeemed by the blood of the Lamb, the same blood that you were redeemed with. Sometimes it's hard to even look at their life and say, man, God's going to have a hard time with that one. God's going to have a hard time getting that one where He needs them to be. Hey, listen tonight, I'm glad that God is a master at making us into what He'd have us to be. And even though we are not yet a finished product. I'm glad there's one that has his hand upon our lives that knows exactly what he's doing. He knows how to make us think right. He knows the situations to put in our lives. How to make our vision correct. Amen. I'm glad he knows how to mold our heart and squeeze our heart. Amen. Some of these men 
in here tonight that said they'd never shed a tear. God put somebody or something in their life. Amen. Make them shed a tear. Amen. God will put a little baby in your life. God will put a child or a grand youngin in your life. Amen. That'll make you cry. Amen. Make you soft hearted or tender hearted. God knows what he's doing in our lives. And even though we cannot see the finished product tonight, we must trust that every time he's taking a little off or adding a little to, every time he's tweaking on us. Can you imagine how them two befores feel when you begin to tweak on one of them things? I know a two before don't feel, but bear with me tonight. <laughs> I got some two befores the other day. Amen. Them things, they was, they was junk. Amen. But I'm tired. I wasn't going to throw them out. I didn't have time, Brother Matt, to take them back and get new ones. Amen. They was twisted up. Amen. Praise the Lord. Can you imagine when you begin to file that thing on one end and you begin to pry on that thing and twist that thing, amen, and file it back up? Can you imagine if that two before could feel how that would feel? I'd say it feel a whole lot like I do when God sees that I'm a little bit twisted up and a little bit messed up and God begins to work on my life and he files me down at one end and then he begins to pull and pry and twist, amen, and fix me in the way and the direction that I need to be. Amen. That's the way our lives is a lot of times. And can I say to you tonight is, the, is in the, I believe it's in the book of Peter. Uh, he said, "Think it not strange the fiery trial that's in you." Uh, amen. He said, "Amen." In the book of James, I believe it is to count it all joy. Uh, amen. Concerning trials and tribulations and temptations, uh, many times it is through those times in our lives uh, that God is straightening us out. That God is making us into what He'd have us to be. Uh, that God's putting all the pieces together. Uh, there's times that the Lord's cutting the rust out of our lives. Uh, that He's bending back the bent pieces. Uh, he's fixing those places that's been marred and scarred over time. He's fixing those places that have been in long need of repair. I'm glad that the God of heaven is a master at fixing us. That even though we're not what we need to be, and we're not a finished product, I'm glad he knows how to get us to that point. Amen. And tonight I'm thankful. The Lord Jesus, when, when he was born into this world, he was born as a little baby in a manger. The Pharisees and the scribes, when he became older, he began to teach in the, in the synagogues, amen. Uh, they began to say that he was the child of fornication. That's the way that they viewed it, amen. And they seen this man just a mere carpenter's son, a nobody to them. He was a, a Nazarene. He was somebody that was a nobody in their eyes. He had no hope of ascending any higher, amen, than being a carpenter, amen. But I'm glad that they did not see the finished product. They didn't see what he came to this earth to do. They couldn't see all the workings of the Lord, amen. I, I, tonight, it do us good just to step back uh, and ask God to let us see, amen, some of his workings a little bit. Uh, and ask God to let us see, amen, uh, the finished product. Let us get a glimpse, amen, of the finished product. You see, the Lord does that every now and then. He let Paul ascend into the third heaven, and Paul got to see the finished product. Uh, uh, John, the book of Revelation, he got to see the finished product. Uh, amen, John chapter number four, he was caught up into heaven in the spirit, uh, and he beheld four and twenty elders, and he seen them there with crowns, uh, and he seen them cast those crowns at the feet of our Savior, uh, crying out, worthy is the Lamb. Uh, he's seen a finished product. Uh, I believe that John looked and he's seen the church of the living God. Uh, even though right now in this present age uh, uh, the church is incomplete, the church is divided, it's not a finished product yet. Uh, it's already been seen in heaven. Uh, amen. As a finished product. Uh, uh, my friend, tonight the Lord Jesus, the Pharisees and the scribes, they couldn't see him as a finished product. Uh, but as he lived his life sinless and perfect, went to the cross of Calvary. Uh, uh, my friend, he suffered, he bled, he died, he was beaten, he was mocked, he was crucified, uh, and as he hung there on that old rugged cross, uh, uh, when he cried out, it is finished. Salvation was completed. 
the sacrifice that was needed to purchase salvation for humanity was completed. It was finished. Even though the Pharisees and the scribes, they couldn't see that little baby in a manger growing up as a 12-year-old boy on through his life, amen, teaching 30, 30 years old and teaching for three and a half years, preaching in the synagogues and out all over the country, amen, they could not see what he was doing and they could not see that as a finished product. They could not see that as God tying in all the loose ends, God taking the Old Testament, bringing it to life through the Lord Jesus Christ. They could not see the Old Testament being a schoolmaster, being a types and foreshadows of things that are to come but when Jesus hung there on that cross and he said it is finished I'm glad that salvation's plan was completed amen I'm glad that salvation was secured the sacrifice was made I'm glad that when he descended in the heart of the earth when he got up three days later as we sung about tonight I'm glad my friend that God was satisfied with the sacrifice of his son and I'm glad tonight that salvation is finished it's a finished product tonight you can't do anything to add to it. You can't make it any better. It's the best it's going to be. Amen. It's already perfect. Amen. Salvation is perfect and complete. My friend, I'm glad that it is settled. And because our salvation is a finished product, even though we're not right now, one day we will be. Amen. One day God's going to tie up all the loose sins. One day while God right now He's molding us and He's making us, He's getting us ready for heaven. Amen. One day, Lord Jesus is going to come back. And even though it doeth not yet appear what we shall be, we know that when he shall appear, that we shall be like him. I'm glad, according to the book of Corinthians, chapter number 15, I'm glad that in a moment, in the twinkling of an eye, I'm glad that this old flesh, amen, is going to be changed. Amen. That fact, amen. I'm glad that flesh and blood cannot inherit the kingdom of God. I wouldn't want to go in this body. Amen. This body right here, is, these eyes have seen too much. These ears have heard too much. This mouth has said too much. This mind has thought too many dirty thoughts. Amen. This heart has had too much wickedness. Amen. That has dwelt within it. I'm glad that, amen, flesh and blood cannot inherit the kingdom of God. I'm glad one day this is going to go back to the dust from whence it came. Amen. Going to be burned up. Amen. And I'm glad that God's got a body reserved for me in heaven. Amen. That's been fashioned like unto His. One that is perfect. That's never known sin. Never looked upon sin. Never heard sin. Never thought to sin, never conceived in the heart sin, it'll never be racked with cancer and pain, it'll not have scars and mars in it I'm glad that the body that we'll have in heaven I'm glad tonight that it's one that'll never ache with a heartache I'm glad tonight that when we get there we'll be a finished product Amen, amen. we'll be as, amen, just a little bit better looking than Doyle's car, amen amen, we'll be heavenly made, amen I'm glad tonight that even though it doeth not yet appear what we shall be, that when he shall appear, we shall be like him. Tonight, I want you to understand, I'm right now done. Told you this is a simple thought. But as we look at this tonight, I want you to understand when you look at yourself, understand you're not a finished product. Amen? That the Lord's still working on you. And when he begins to tweak, when he begins to pry, when he begins to sand or cut out, realize that it's the work of God. Amen. Think about Job as she sung that song tonight. Job, God was doing great work in his life. It was miserable at the time, just to be honest. I'm just going to put it like it is. It was miserable. Nobody's ever suffered like the sufferings of Job. 
We read about some people in the Bible. We've read stories of martyrs in, in days gone by. But I never read of anybody that has suffered anything near what Job has suffered. Amen. I mean, he suffered. He faced it on every angle. Amen. But still yet he was able to say, Blessed should be the name of the Lord. And then through all that, God was making and molding Job. God was going to use him. You know what? God's still using him tonight. He used him through that song, didn't he? Amen. God molded him and made him and done a work in his life that he could still be used thousands of years later. God's molding you and making you tonight. You're not a finished product yet. But when, when the Lord begins to tweak on you, realize that that's the work of the Lord. And don't resist the work of the Lord. Amen. Go with the work of the Lord. Let God mold you. Let God make you. And when you not only look at yourself, but when you look at somebody else, when you look at your brothers and your sisters in Christ tonight, we've got to realize that they're not a finished product either. Amen. There's not a one of us in here that's got a glorified body yet, do we? Amen. So what does that mean? Just simply, that means there's none of us perfect. That means that God's still molding, God's still making, God's still working on us. We look like, if we were to look, look through reality tonight, we'd look like a bunch of old junk cars in a body shop tonight. We'd look like a bunch of old hundred-year-old houses that somebody's tore the inside out of. Somebody's tore the asbestos, the niceness, and the filth out of, and it's just a shell. They're trying to build back. They're trying to get the floor level. They're trying to get the ceiling squared up. They're trying to fix the walls. They're trying to get it fixed up and livable. Amen. That's the way we look tonight, each one of us. So remember tonight, when you look at yourself, you're not a finished product. And when you look at your brothers and sisters in Christ, remember that they're not a finished product either. Everybody stand tonight. Miss Mark, you'll come. While every head's bowed, while every eye's closed tonight, might be somebody in this building you need to get in this altar tonight. Maybe the Lord's been tweaking on you, been tweaking in your life. Maybe the Lord's been working on you and you've been resisting the work of the Lord. Be a good thing for you tonight to get in an altar. Say, Lord, I'm willing for you to mold me and to make me. Lord, I'm willing. You see the difference in you and the two before? The difference in you and an old junk car? Is you've got a free will. And it's a miserable thing tonight to be saved by grace and resisting the work of God in your life. You see, I found that the Lord always sends what I need. He's never failed me, not one time. When the choir sung that song, Stand By Me, thought run through my mind, the Lord's always stood by me. There's never been a time that I can remember, never has been a time, that the Lord hadn't stood by me. Even though I may not have been where I should be, may not have been what I should be, He's always stood. He's always helped me along the way. Maybe you're here tonight, maybe you need to give in, submit. Let the Holy Ghost do the work that He wants to do in your life. Maybe you're here tonight and maybe you Maybe you feel like a failure. I want you to know tonight that you're not a finished product yet. And we can't expect to be. And I believe what God expects out of us is to be willing to let Him mold us and make us in what we ought to be. Maybe you're here tonight and maybe 
You've had a hard time realizing that your brothers and sisters in Christ, they're not a finished product either. Would you come tonight? If not on your behalf, maybe on their behalf. You see, I found a long time ago, and I make this mention regularly, but I found that somebody that I disagree with or even dislike, if I begin to pray for them, that the view changes. The way I look at them changes. The way I feel about them changes. The way I talk about them changes. When I say more than a heartless prayer, but effectually, fervently, seeking God, begging God to make a change. Many times when we beg God to make a change in somebody else's life, He'll make a change in your life. When I begin to pray for my dad, God to make a change in his life. He made a change in my life. Amen. Lost people that are close to you, that you're praying for, when you earnestly, you effectually pray for them, not only will God make a change in their life, but he'll make a change in your life. Maybe you're here tonight. Maybe you need to pray. Maybe you're here tonight you've never been saved. You've never been to Calvary. You're here tonight and you can't say that now you are a son of God. This will be a good night to get saved. It'll be a good night to get birthed into the kingdom of God. Become a son. Become an heir and a joint heir with Christ. God's here tonight. I brought him with me. I believe there's a few others of you did too. There's just a sweet spirit back here tonight wooing you and drawing you wanting you to come wanting you to do business tonight and I say that it's a privilege when, a, when the holy God of heaven gives us liberty unction to be able to do business with him tonight you'd be hard pressed to enter in the Oval Office to speak to Donald Trump you'd be hard pressed to enter in even on the state level to speak to our governor You'd be hard-pressed even on the county level to speak to some of our higher officials, just the average person. You ever tried to go to the sheriff's office and just get a hold of the sheriff? I mean, it can't be done, but it's nearly impossible. Amen. But tonight, the God of heaven has extended an invitation for you to step into his throne room, converse, and do business with him. What an invitation. What an invitation. I wrote in my Bible some years ago, Revelation chapter number 22, the scripture says the spirit and the bride say come. I wrote in my Bible some years ago, what an invitation. What an invitation that God has given to you. God's given to us. your heart, your mind clear tonight. You've done all that God wants you to do. You've been obedient. Amen. Amen. You can look tonight. Wonderful to be here. I appreciate the attention tonight. We thank the Lord for His presence and thank the Lord for His help tonight.